another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. I'm sorry. I'm laughing, because uh, as soon as you started talking, a, a motorcycle brigade went by at fucking 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I, I was wondering what that noise was. It sounded like you were moving a fucking safe across your room. <laughs> Fuck was that? Oh, man. Uh, it sounded like a Fast and the Furious movie out there, which plug in our Speaking Patreon. Of, uh... <laughs> We're done. We're done with it. Um, don't know what we'll do next. We talked about uh, uh, Die Hard. We talked about... What was the other one we talked about? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Which I still can't believe there's fucking, like, six of them. That's unbelievable <laughs> to me, but whatever. Um... Whew, that's crazy. Um, I mean, one of them is bec- uh, one of them is the reason why uh, Henry Cavill had a had a mustache CGI'd off of him in Superman. <laughs> that's fucking true. I forgot about that. <laughs> that character needed that mustache. That's the whole Dude, thing. That is <laughs> that is the funniest thing about it, right? Like <laughs> he couldn't shave his mustache for for Mission Impossible Five. Like, give me a break. <laughs> Fucking slap a pl- like what, what are we talking about? Just fucking put a fake one on. What the fuck is happening? Dude, one's one's one of that's a, one's one of the most well known you know characters of all time, right? Yeah. In Superman. Yes. And we all know he doesn't have a mustache. Like <laughs> the guy, the char- whoever he's playing in Mission Impossible Five is a fucking nobody. A fu- nobody, nobody's even seen Mission Impossible Five could could tell you the character's name, right? Like, give me a break. Let him fucking shave it. Oh man! So we just talked about Fast and the Furious over at Patreon. We talked about uh, f- uh, Beverly Hills Cop a little bit, which was a weird turn, but good show, good show. Um, and before we start this one, um, I, I our social media person Reagan um, giving me a fucking raft of shit um, about. <laughs> About not plugging the contest she's running over at um, on on our Instagram, um, she's gonna be doing a lot of this stuff. So like, I'm I'm pumped. I, I think it's cool um, because like I just could not do it. So I appreciate her doing it, and I'm really excited. And so I went out and I bought all this shit from Weirdo Wonderland um, pins. <laughs> I got a VHS copy of The Island of Doctor Moreau since that was our first episode back. Um, nice. And then uh, this cool waxwork comic um, from that waxwork company that does all those vinyls. They did a comic book that comes with a little seven-inch record um, that you're supposed to play um, while you read the comic, which is great in theory. But like a seven-inch, like what is it? Like four minutes on each fucking side. You gotta flip it sixteen times before you get through the end of the comic. But hey, it's a cool, it's a cool little gift. So. 
fucking take it. So check that out over at Instagram. You got to follow us. You got to get other people to follow us or, or something. I, I don't know all the rules, uh, but we're at Instagram.com. <laughs> don't worry about it. We're at Instagram.com slash I hate horror. Check out all the rules and follow us. I think we got to get to like 2,000 subscribers she's trying to get to. So um, her, her life depends on it. Her job depends on it. So <laughs> don't, don't let us down. Um, so that's that, that's that little bit of, uh, housekeeping. And then the other bit of housekeeping is, uh, boy, people were not happy that I said Piranha was <laughs> better than Jaws. Oh, okay. You said that, right? Yes. Of course. Okay. That, that's, <laughs> that's what I fucking thought. Uh, lo and behold, five minutes ago, yes. I get an angry message from Paul. It's like, I just listened to your new episode. Who, by, by the way, he's on his honeymoon in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Like, he's in there, right? He's there right now. He's messaging me saying that he listened to our new episode. He's like, you've got to be a real fucking asshole if you think Jaws is, or Piran is better than Jaws. I'm like, I don't, I of course I don't think that. Like, what? <laughs> And then it was also like, was also like, cause we talked about the drinking kid pee last week. Um, it was like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, was that about, and I'll leave his name out. Um, and, and fun fact, we had literally been talking about that with Paul prior to that. That's why we brought that story. Up. That's why he brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about Paul and Paul was like, are you talking about him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to uh, to Paul. Yeah, his his wedding was was a blast. Yeah, it was real fun. It was fun to see a lot of people, and uh, you got like a big haul from our buddy Mike, who's been on the show. Yes, um, he gave me uh, all of his VHS, so I, I, I can donate to that uh, Reagan. Yeah, we can we can throw some. I have in. I have some duplicate. I have some duplicates. Yeah, check find what you got, and we'll add it to it. Um, we'll add it to the pot. We'll let the pot grow as as we wait for it to hit two thousand. Um, oh, and then one other thing, housekeeping. Uh, tickets are on sale for the watch along. It's going to be August seventh, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be watching ticks. You're going to be watching ticks with us. Uh, you head on over to ihatehorror.com. Uh, we have the link there to buy the tickets. Uh, it's through Crowdcast. If you are a Patreon member, Mangled Tier, you're in for free. Don't worry about buying a ticket. Don't worry about registering just yet. I'll do that a little bit later. Um, and if you are uh, below Mangled Tier, I'll put up some discount codes um, in the next couple days probably. Um, so you guys can use those to get tickets if you're interested in joining us. Um, but head on over there, IHateHorror.com. Ticks from 1993 looks like a sh- fucking shit fest. It looks Seth insane. Green in it? Huh? Is Seth? <laughs> I just bumbled so hard. Is Seth Green in it? Um, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I watched a clip of it today, and uh, there. I'm excited. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I'm really excited because I, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because one of the things was I wanted to watch these before we do them, or like confirm they're great before we do them. Um, and I didn't do that with this one, so I was like, "What if this is a fucking bus?" I watched like three seconds skimming around, and I was like, "This is fucking insane." <laughs> uh, All star cast here: we got uh, Amy Dolan's, uh, Clint Howard, Seth Green, Alfonso Ribeiro is also in it. So, um, yeah, man, that that'll be. Fun. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Amy Dolan's from uh, Witchboard Two, so she's a she's a horror show oh, alum. Alumni, yeah. Her and, and Clint, 
Clint is, I mean, <laughs> Clint best known for uh, House of the Dead, <laughs> where, where he plays a fisherman. <laughs> uh, Alfonso Ribeiro from uh, Kids in the Wood. <laughs> Wait, excuse me? <laughs> what is I he think in? he's in that. I think he's in Kids in the Kids in the Wood. Kids in the Wood? Yeah. What the fuck is that? You, you never seen Kids in the Wood? No. What is I, I'm like, I hope it's a, a real movie. Not something I made up. <laughs> Kids yeah, in no, the Wood. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a Disney movie, Kids in the Wood. I think Ryder Strong was in it, too. All right. I mean, all right. I'll take your word for it. No, hold on. I, I got to Google it to make sure I'm not... Because the Mandela effect is real on this show, man. Uh, um, kids. kids in the Wood is a TV movie. Yes, you are correct. Uh, is, Alfonso, is Alfonso in it? Uh, Tatiana Ali is in it. Oh, and Alfonso. So a little fresh. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Listen, I know my, I know my fucking uh, made-for-TV Disney movies. Was this even Disney? You do. What's that? And was this, this, was, this was Disney, right? Uh, it does. It doesn't say, but Alfonso Ribeiro also doesn't have a character name on it, so I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think this was Disney. Although it might have, it might have. No, Warner Brothers. It, but it was like a Canadian flick, so it might have like just made its way to Disney through. Is Ryder Strong in it? Um, not that I see. No. Maybe I'm thinking of that movie, that Summer Switch movie. That's that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, that classic. Oh no, no, but you know who's in it? Uh, the guy, the guy. Um, what the fuck is his name? He's with, he's with, Rick Moranis in Strange Brew. Um, Dave Foley. Dave Foley's in it. Oh, I'm pretty sure he eats. Pretty sure he eats magic mushrooms at some point in that movie by accident. <laughs> I don't know what uh, Dave Foley is not listed here, but I, I don't I don't doubt. Dave, dude, Dave Foley is 100 percent in that movie, and so is Eddie Winslow. <laughs> Oh shit! Is he? Oh yeah! Look at that, Darius. Well, there you go. There's your uh, history of Alfonso Ribeiro <laughs> that you all were clamoring. Is that not what for. he's most known for? <laughs> yeah, no, that's obviously what he's most known. For. The only person that knows the movie is you, and you couldn't even <laughs> figure out if no. he was in it. No, no, it's all coming back to me. Uh, I, I know Dave Foley's in it. I know Eddie Winslow's in it, and and the girl from Growing Pains. And the girlfriend. Wait, no. No, no, no. No. She's from Full House. Mike's, her brother's in Growing Pain. This her, is, her Cameron's sister. Yeah. This is just... Okay. <laughs> um, so, so <laughs> I don't know whether we should kick off episodes with the with the off-topic stuff or, or wait till the end. What do you think we should do? Uh... I've got a little beef with you, but I don't know whether to bring it up now or later. I feel like we should do it Me? later. I feel like we should do it Me? later. Yeah, you know, you, you you threw out a commercial jingle today and said it was the greatest of all time. And uh, I've just, <laughs> I, I, I'm just taking some fucking, I'm, I'm not okay with it. Listen, it's our show. We do whatever the fuck we want. Let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's hash it out now. So, <laughs> right. so uh, I, I said that Juicy Fruit is the greatest commercial jingle of all time. I I stand by it with Mentos Mentos coming in second. My God, no, 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 no. Okay, so first of all, let let's just let's just hang on. Let's. Can you hear this? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. All right. So get your ski shined up. Here's j- it's fucking slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't turn it off. This is a good part. Taste is gonna move, yeah. Okay. It's good. It's good. I really No, no, dude, that's Hall of Fame worthy. Come on. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Here here here's my thing. There's a lot of first of all, Mentos is dog shit though. Mentos is <laughs> Stop, dude. Stop. <laughs> dude. The, the hot take is, I don't even know what you're about to claim, and I'm already pissed about it. <laughs> First of all, Mentos is dog shit. I hate it. I think Mentos is the shittiest, weirdest song. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's there. But I don't, I don't think it's up there. And, and listen, for its effectiveness, a plus. Right? Everyone was fucking talking about it, but I don't think it was like it slapped like juicy fruit. Yeah, juicy, I mean, Juicy Fruit, you could play in a concert, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> Go nuts, right? All right. So here, here's my take, and I, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's a spicy it's one. A bad one. It's a, it's a spicy <laughs> one. Um, but I, it's a classic. It makes me very happy. Um, let me, let me hit this one up real quick. Are you fucking kidding me? Yo, wait, first of all, wait, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, this is a bad version. This is a bad that, version. That, dude, you don't even go with the fucking Rockapella one. The guys that did the Carmen, thi- the guys that did the Carmen. All right, all right if, you did the, if you did the guys that did the Carmen San Diego. Okay, fine. All right, here we go. All right, maybe I take it back. Yeah, yeah. I, I take it back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that I'm fine with. They did the Carmen San Diego theme song. It, fine. The, whatever the fuck you played first, I would have changed my channel if that came <laughs> Wait, wait. What about the Folgers commercial where the brother and sister are fucking... <laughs> Dude, are are you familiar with that commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it. <laughs> it's fucking alarming. <laughs> Most alarming shit I've ever. Kind of segues into the movie this Dude, week. I was uh, so just incestuous. Uh, I was undertale. just about to say that. Um, I wish I fucking led that off to start in on Piranha because yeah, man, talk about that's fucking weird. All right, so okay, so if that one doesn't work, okay, Kit Kat is it mad. Does. Kit Kat, Kit Kat is Kit Kat is <laughs> fine. It's a it's fine, but like okay, your argument is that it's a better jingle than Juicy Fruit. Who the fuck play that song at a concert? Like I said, who's gonna go nuts over Kit Kat like they would Juicy Fruit? All right, if we're talking about all right, if we're talking about, so I guess Quiznos subs like those weird rodents is out. <laughs> that's not that's. The, the, they, was that even a song? <laughs> yeah, it's a song. Fuck yeah, it's a song. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Uh, Big Red. Do you remember Big Red? Um, refresh me. Let's 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 hit up some Big Red here. I, I hope this is the right one. Wait, you didn't screen these before? <laughs> oh, dude, this is a good one. Is it? Whatever. That big red freshness. 
also love that they were just singing commercials in back then. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's not better than Juicy Fruit. And I think deep down, you know that to be true. All right. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Here's another one. <laughs> baby, baby back ribs by for Chili's. Again, it's fine. It's fine. I want my baby. Dude, it was fucking in Austin Powers. That's how big it was. All right. Here's the one that I think you could play at a concert. And I I think actually a fucking mosh pit erupts. Fucking crossfire. <laughs> listen. <laughs> All right, listen, listen. I'm fine with crossfire. But as we both well know, and as we've talked about on the show before, we have buddies who have... <laughs> Wait, have we talked about it on the actual episode, or is it just Patreon? I don't, I don't, I don't know. What, All right, well, let's just say... I'll oh, keep it vague. We're already so off. We're already so off topic. Uh, there, <laughs> there was a piss bucket that... <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's so fucking stupid. Um when you go play wiffle ball at this guy's house, uh, he didn't want people going inside, so he had a bucket that he wanted people to pee in. He called it the piss bucket. And he would also, when he would bring it out <laughs> to set up for people to pee into, which no, ridiculous, uh, he would he would sing the crossfire jingle, but say piss bucket instead. <laughs> so because of that, uh, I hate it. And- points, points deducted. When I was a kid, so the lyrics are crossfire, you'll get caught up in the crossfire. Um Yes. As a kid, I I I sang it Crossfire, you'll get caught up in love. Crossfire. <laughs> Which, you know. You mean you might. Depends who you're playing. That's a good point. <laughs> now, the my final my final my final thing, um, our buddy Matt P. Um American he, 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 wait, shit. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know if we've told this on this show before or not, but, wait, shit, shit. Um, me and our buddy Matt P, RIP, what a great guy. Uh, we got thrown out of our math class because we had a spirited debate about which jingle was better. And now we can allow the horror show fans to finally decide uh, what jingle is better? America Ladders and Scaffolds, which I could not find the original jingle to, but it's pretty close. And then American Steakhouse. Which which American jingle is better? Uh, here we go. Uh, this is American Steakhouse. America loves American Steakhouse. Right now at American Steakhouse. And I mean, that's really it. <laughs> it's just that over and over again. <laughs> America loves American Steakhouse. It's absolutely amazing. And then you have American Ladders and Scaffold. Uh, for me, out of those two, it's American Ladders and Scaffold. I agree. It, it's it's. I think they've they dude. The We Take You Higher is just it's catchy. It's catchy and it, it's funny as fuck, man. They take they they sell ladders and scaffolds. <laughs> but listen, none of those are better than Juicy Fruit. None of the, I, I'll fine. I'll give it to you. Juicy Fruit wins. <laughs> but um, Matt P, I, I had to honor him with that. We simultaneously got thrown out of class for, for arguing like. about which one was better. Well, I mean, I guess this the breaking point was it was in the middle of this guy trying to, like literally talking and teaching a class and Matt P interrupted and said uh he he wanted the class to take a vote. 
Dude, Matt, most legend. I've never seen anyone get kicked out of more classes than that guy. <laughs> I think I told you one time I I was banned from using the – I wasn't even in his class. I was banned from using the bathroom during that because I had study hall because I had to walk by his class. And every time I would walk by, he would scream my name at the top of his lungs. And the teacher didn't know how to stop him. So their solution was to stop me from using the bathroom during that time. <laughs> Oh man, was it now? I'm pretty sure. Are you familiar with the wave is a big piece of shit story? Yeah, <laughs> was that him that did that to Tuli? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So, our friend John, uh, he uh, he, he had to write a paper for science about waves, which like isn't fucking insane, really, when you think about it. Um, Anyway, he had to write a paper on it, and Matt got on his computer and wrote a wave is a big piece of shit as the final line to it, like, assuming John would edit it and, like, see it and, like, remove it. And he didn't, and he just printed it. And the teacher circled it and was like, this is an interesting definition. <laughs> I mean, you see that. Yeah. You're not, you can't punish a kid for that, right? Like, No. I laugh out loud, yeah. Like, you know somebody fucked with him. And, or he was just frustrated and wrote it. Either way, yeah, Matt was Matt was a legend. Yeah, so th- that's our jingle talk today. Um, let's get back to uh, incestual uh, relationships. Okay, um, we watched Piranha Two: The Spawning. Yeah. Um, spawning has so so little to do with this movie. Um, uh, well, they, they they say the word. About 150 times. They do, but it's like also not about actually. Sp- well, I guess it is. There's fish that are it spawning, is. but because that's why like they <laughs> they go to the beach to protest at the end. Yo, the end when they're like, we want fish. <laughs> yeah, dude. But I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't they like chanting? Isn't that chant directed at the fish? Oh, it is. They're chanting at the fish. It's like something they're not, the fucking they're not protesting the government. They're, they're yelling at the water. It, it's it's like something out of The Simpsons where it, it's so silly. And like right prior to that, the guy leading the charge is like, "All right, now we will start our traditional uh, island chant to get the fish." And they turn around and they start screaming, "We want fish!" <laughs> at the fish who are just coming who are according to them they're just coming to lay eggs and 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 they bash they bash them over the head and eat them (laughs) so that's good that's fucking great um anyway directed by james cameron yes directorial debut yes yes a lot of stories behind that huh so there is uh uh Actually, as would have it, uh, I'm going to give a plug to our, our buddy, Joe Russo. We grew up with him. We went to high school with him. Uh, he went out to Hollywood. And now he has his podcast with Mick Garris, um, Postmortem. He messaged me and he was like, hey, you should check out this podcast called Blockbuster. Um, they, I guess for season one, they did George Lucas. And for season two, they did James Cameron. Uh, I recommend checking it out. They, it's like scripted so that like people act it out and like play James oh, Cameron. That's kind of cool. Super super interesting. And and obviously they touch upon how he got with Roger Corman Studios and how he got involved with this his directorial debut, which by the way, he he denied any association with for quite some time until recently. Yeah, you know, I'm just completely be, disowned it. I'm gonna be honest. Well, okay, so 
let's let's like break that down first. So James Cameron is hired to direct it because he's buddies with Corman, right? Yeah, he he was working with Corman, but this the, Corman decides not to do this movie because they wrote a script and Corman was like not into it, and he was more interested. Which is- Nuts, (laughs) Roger Corman to say. Right. (laughs) And he went on to make, even more nuts, he goes on to make Humanoids from the Deep, which is a a fun movie. But, like, to be like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I got to pass. I've got to make Humanoids from the Deep. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So it was actually, the sequel rights were sold. Corman sold them to another guy. Dude, honestly, Corman might be, like, the greatest businessman, like, fucking ever he, sure. he just sold his shit like he's so fucking smart like he just fucking sold whatever fucking genius um so it's bought and then there they have this italian producer um oh oh video i don't even know it, it, asinitis <laughs> oh we'll call him ovidio can't, can't be right but yeah <laughs> Um, so he takes over and, uh, you know, they leave, um, Cameron on to direct and just never goes James Cameron's way. Right. This guy is just up his ass. And by the way, very controlling. Yeah. This guy is also like fancies himself a director. He's one of those fucking guys, right? (laughs) He, he's mainly a producer, but every once in a while is like, I know how to direct and the weirdest thing is there might be some movies in his in his um, repertoire that people might know. Um, I, I'm not, like, totally familiar with them. The Visitor looks super familiar from 1979, but probably not. It's probably just a ripoff of something else. But the one thing he did, what did he do? Oh, he was an executive producer of Scent of a Woman, <laughs> which is crazy. It's an Academy Award-nominated movie, like... That's so kind of weird. Um, but like the guy is, seems like a controlling nutcase and Cameron is brand new. He's a special effects guy. Right. Right. So, um, eventually I guess the rumor is Cameron only filmed, like, I don't even know what they said. Um, but maybe like a week's worth of things. And then this guy came in and took over. That's the debate because there's also people who are like, Oh, we, we were there and Cameron was, you know, the main guy behind, behind the camera. Oh, really? See like that. There's conflicting reports. Okay. So that's what I'm interested in hearing. That's fascinating because I kind of feel like he did do the fucking thing. (laughs) I I don't think any, nobody is arguing that this guy was a controlling freak. Right. Yeah. Um, So like whether Cameron was behind it the whole time or only part of the time, this guy very much contradicted everything James wanted and, and, did things his way but there are people who who have said have gone on record and been like no james james was there the entire time like so directing it's a very like a uh, poltergeisty thing where where it's like who do you trust like the cast or like it's just a weird thing because like you know it's just a bizarre thing but um it i what did you think of the movie um good question I, I this is my first time watching it. I think I was expecting more of a mess, which 
it's it's more put together than it probably should have been. Which like, I, I guess I guess leads me to believe that James actually was behind it because <laughs> it, it, like it wasn't as big as a disaster. Um, it's not it's not good. It, it's, it's pretty silly. Um, Lance Hendrickson. Lance Henderson is a great actor. For, he's, he's giving so it his all on every he's, so he's fucking, fucking phenomenal. <laughs> and like you know, he knows what, what movie he's in, but uh, he, he's just an actor's actor. And he did the same thing in Stone Cold. Like you know, he's in. The, he knew he was in a ridiculous movie then, and he just gave it his all. So I, I love Lance Henderson. Um, you know, the, the fish fly in this one. It's, it's very fucking silly. <laughs> I guess it's the only way to describe it. It's silly. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I fucking liked it. I I, I liked it a lot. I, I did. I think a lot. It, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fucking fun. The the it's wor- fun. Yeah, it's fun. The worst part is the mother and son dynamic, and that kid is the fucking worst. Which I've got some in- information about that kid that kind of drives me a little nuts too. But so we're introduced to them right off the bat, right? Right. Uh, he. So I re- I rewound the first ten minutes of this movie. Uh, <laughs> Because because I, I couldn't compute that, that that was actually what was happening. So when you're first introduced to them, the mom is sleeping naked. The mom's sleeping naked on the sheets. And this guy comes in and he's just flopping a fish in her face. And she's like, what are you doing? And then he drops some scientific name and she's like, oh, you've been studying or whatever, whatever she says. But it's very flirtatious. And again, she's naked and he is like straddling her, just slapping her in the face with a fish. <laughs> um, so I, I assume they were, they were lovers, right? Yeah. Then... A few minutes later, they're sitting in in the kitchen and they're talking and they're talking about like their dad and and he says something and then they just both stand up and I've never seen two people talk closer in my entire life and like let's be they're about to fuck like there's no other way around it like they're about to, they're about to have sex but then she says something about like I th- I don't believe you're really my son like he should be he's not as tall as you are right now like you're growing so fast and like I had to rewind it and be like. Is this the same people from the scene before where she was naked in the bed? And is she really saying that he's her son? That's the most fucking insane mother-son relationship I've ever seen. Dude, that second scene, they're fucking nose to nose. Like, dude, their their lips are like fucking grazing each other's lips. It's unbelievable. The the, the only explanation, right? The only explanation. Because he's he's like in his 20s, right? Yeah. The actor. Yeah. And she's like in her late 30s. Yeah. The only explanation is that the actors are fucking in real life, right? Okay, and like they they yeah. just like could not they could they could not like control themselves while on sharing the screen together. So I looked this guy up immediately because I was like, "What the fuck is happening here? This is insane! Like this is one of the most insane things I've ever seen." And even <laughs> and, and and maybe like an amateur director like uh, James Cameron wouldn't be like, "Hey, can you fucking take it easy, dude?" Like. This is, you know, like when people- I mean, <laughs> that was my that was my thought too. Like, it doesn't matter who's behind the camera at that point. Just just give them a reminder that they're mother and son. <laughs> like, just fucking like like take a couple steps back or like don't straddle her while she's naked in the bed. You know, it's like, fucking bizarre. It's the most. It's the two most bizarre scenes, and this guy his in name- a movie about flying piranhas. <laughs> Those are the two most bizarre scenes. Yes, 100%. And, and the guy's name is Ricky Paul. Did Tina mention that she recognized him from... Uh, yeah, yeah. For, from from a soap opera? Soap operas, yeah. Big soap opera guy. 
But this dude has some fucking bodies on his name. So he has married two playmates. Um, and I think his most recent relationship is also with um, uh, with like a, a super beautiful model. And married when he like kind of like a young, young thing. Oh, dude. First relationship, 89. What, what year does this come out? 82. Like, first big relationship. He dates Yasmin Bleeth in 89. They get engaged. So, they were definitely banging, right? They were 100% fucking. <laughs> he was fucking her, and I think he was fucking the other girl that he's supposed to be dating. Dude, like, there, there's some guys. There's just some guys that just get away with whatever the fuck. They can just get, they can just pull in. They can pull in all these women. So he he dates Yasmin. He fucking marries Yasmin Bleeth, divorces her, or no, they never get engaged. Then he gets engaged to Playboy model Priscilla Taylor. Then he marries uh, another beautiful woman, Emma Ford from the BBC. And then he starts in 2009, he starts dating Greta Monahan, who's like a, a fashion personality on TV, who's fucking gorgeous. I mean, age appropriate, but fucking gorgeous. Like... This dude, this dude is nuts. This dude is nuts. So after I read that, I was like, this guy was 100% fuck. Like, if he's going after playmates to marry, which is insane. Like, let's be real. Fucking, what are you, nuts? What are you, Pauly Shore? You, you can't, that, he, he was having sex with his mom in this, for sure. 100%. I mean, there's, there's no, I've never seen two people act like that. It was nuts. It was absolutely fucking nuts. And it, it, what pissed me off is then they introduced like his love interest in the movie. And like she's which by the way there there's a complaint there. But like she's a beautiful young woman, right? And like it's age appropriate, brother. Like you can't take it all. Agreed. Agreed. I fucking hated I fucking hated that 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 girl who's supposed to be a high schooler shows her breasts in this, though. I don't know why. It fucking bothered me. It bothered the shit out of me. It, that's always weird now, like, how that was just, just a... Th- I think we've talked about it on the show before, but, like, that was just, like, a yeah. thing in, in the 80s. Yeah. Where, like, you know, I, I, obviously I wasn't a grown man at that time, but, like, I know for a fact there was grown men that were going to see these movies and be like, I hope this girl shows her boobs. And then, like, thinking about that now, like, that's disgusting. Dude, it was, honestly, it really fucking bothered me in this. And I, I think it's because this girl especially just seems... Like, usually in the 80s, like, teenagers look like they're fucking 45 years old. Because so. they're played by older people. Right, right. right. They were, I know, yeah, obviously they were played by older people. So, like, they do look more age-appropriate. This girl looks like, like a fucking kid. And it, it fucking really bothered me when her fucking random boobs were flopping out of her shirt. And I was like... Is that is that really where we're gonna go with this one? Like, I don't, <laughs> fucking insane. Let's. Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about the uh, the opening with the mother and son. Um, prior to that, we we did see the way the movie pops off, which is uh, also you know this is a James Cameron movie because I've never seen more fucking scuba diving and more shipwrecks in my fucking. Life. <laughs> I I thought the same thing immediately. I was like, wow. I, I thought that was like a hobby he discovered, you know, later in life. Right. No, <laughs> from the fucking get go. This dude was. Why is this guy so fucking obsessed with the ocean and like 
Oh my god! Remember when he released like a documentary that he was like, "Get ready, guys! I'm exploring the Titanic," and like everyone's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. "No one gives a fucking shit." <laughs> make another movie. Did he make Avatar? Was that his? Was was that his? Yeah, yeah, he did Avatar. Yeah. God. What are your thoughts on Avatar? I mean, it's like six hours long. And this was much like Fern Gully, right? <laughs> I remember. Um, uh, Dude, one of those blue aliens wears a uh, like a Stanford <laughs> college sweater. Looks so stupid. So weird. I remember um, Buzz got really mad at me one time because I was like, yeah, it's Pocahontas. And he's like, it's not. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, it fucking is. It's the, literally the fucking story of Pocahontas. <laughs> he's like, it's fucking not. Because he, he, Buzz was, you know, big on uh Avatar. He's a big Avatar guy. Uh, I've never seen a movie more suited for Buzz. <laughs> Blue people. <laughs> I I don't yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Avatar. Let's get into this. Um. So well. Oh what? Are we going to talk about the about the opening scene? Because I actually just you just reminded me how stupid because <laughs> the the mother son relationship was so ridiculous. That's really where like my mind went to. Right. <laughs> remainder of the movie like i forgot anything before <laughs> that and then anything that happened after it i'd be like well that's kind of weird but also remember the mom and son were like banging that's just where my mind just kept going to but this opening scene starts with scuba divers right uh, a boy and a girl scuba diver correct but my problem and, my before you get into that my problem with them are you gonna talk about them trying to have sex on the boat or no on the boat yeah on the raft. Or underwater. Oh, okay, no. Okay, so y- you can take over the underwater portion. My biggest concern here is they're on, like, a dinghy, like a rubber raft that you put in a fucking pool. And they're in the middle of the ocean on it. And right. they're they're trying to have sex. All you can hear, you can just hear them. You don't really see them. And <laughs> the girl is like, listen, you didn't want to have sex in the sand. Now you don't want to have sex in this rubber boat. Where will you fuck? And it's <laughs> Those two sound like the two worst places in the world to have sex. <laughs> I couldn't think of two places I'd rather have sex less than in the sand and on a fucking rubber dinghy in the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the ocean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck. For sure. I'd be having a fucking crippling anxiety attack. <laughs> so instead, they're like, all right, fuck it. Let's go scuba diving. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, they, they they then try to fuck you know, deep sea diving. It's not like they're like right at the the top of the water, which still wouldn't make any sense. But they are deep sea diving, and, and then they take off they take off their oxygen mask, which you know you need. <laughs> like that is the most essential part if you're going scuba diving. They take it off so they can make out underwater. In a fucking shipwreck. They're in a fucking in shipwreck. A shipwreck. The most dude, dangerous making out thing. underwater. I've never dude, you <laughs> how do you not drown immediately? I've never I've never heard anything so fucking stupid in my life. Oh my god. Well, you know, uh the only movie that I watched that uh gives less fucks about people needing oxygen underwater besides Piranha 2 is Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 Double D, which I watched both of in preparation for this episode. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, Joe, there are scenes of people just swimming underwater for an hour without any scuba gear whatsoever. Jerry O'Connell in the first one is filming a pornography, and there's two women swimming under his boat that he's filming from, like, a, from like a glass viewing portal in the boat. 
Uh, and they're just yeah, underwater. They're just underwater for like an hour, just swimming around. And he's like, "Oh yeah, keep, keep going." Dude, Jerry gets his dick cut off in that movie, and it floats away. Bro, so okay, let's. Can, okay, so I, I I don't think I've ever been more oddly enamored with like a, a franchise or like an idea than these Piranha movies, and I don't know what it is about them. Um, they're awful, all of them. There's not a single one that's good, but I, I genuinely like it. <laughs> what's wrong with the first one? I genuinely like them. It's not a good movie. I mean, like, you didn't see the Piranha, right? But It's fine. It's a fine movie. Listen, after watching Piranha 3D and 3DD, I'd rather have them not be seen. No, 3D because, is good. 3D Joe, is good. Jojo, 3D is not good, but it's great. Um, that's, that's the thing. Wait, what? <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's, it, but it's fucking amazing to watch. But three double D, did you see that? Three double D is one of the biggest pieces of shits I've ever seen. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> this guy in three double D. So, okay. Yes. For the three double D, three, <laughs> three double D is one of the first movies like Tina and I watched together. And also Amato, our buddy Mike was there as well. Of course he was. <laughs> um, so 3D, uh, takeaways in 3D. Jerry O'Connell, so these movies were both, which, by the way, Larry Dwyer of Connecticut Horror, what? It, what cl- Connecticut uh, Cold Classics. Connecticut Cold Classics. He needs to do a double feature of both of those in 3D with the glasses. <laughs> because I think it's great, and I want to see it. So, first of all. Oh, they, Paul and I saw 3D in theaters with 3D glasses. Dude. First of all, they use the same gag twice, which is a, a girl vomiting at the camera, which I fucking loved. I thought it was the funniest shit. Like, it, it, like these are like their 3D gags, right? <laughs> then the other great 3D gag was Jerry O'Connell getting his dick bit off. Um, yeah. Well, along with his legs, but when they pull him up, he has no legs anymore. And he's like, they took my dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... The the bit with his dick is, dude, you see his dick floating in the ocean in 3D, and it's like the fish are, like, shaking in their mouth and, like, tossing it around. Oh, I remember it well. For, like, 60 seconds, it's just a big old dick on your screen. <laughs> the second one. I'm, I'm pretty sure this still stands to this day. Uh, that was the only movie Paul had ever seen in 3D, and he claimed it, was, it would be the only one he would ever see. <laughs> I hope that still stands. The this the three double D the uh the uh, more amazing scene is a girl somehow has a piranha in her stomach. I don't know how. It doesn't make sense, but it's fine. <laughs> it's in her belly. And you know that because you see it moving around in her belly. And then she asks she feels like she's dying because there's a piranha in her. And so she asks this guy to have sex with her, and he does. And the fish travels from her stomach from her stomach to her vagina bites the guy's dick and then he pulls it he rips it out of her vagina and she looks like she's dead and the big 3d effect here is he's swinging his dick and there's a fish at the end of it it's a cinematic masterpiece i've never seen anything like it and then to get the fish off he cuts his own dick off (laughs) And and then the girl who just you you assume I mean basic anatomy right a fish can't get from her stomach out her vagina without killing this woman right like that's fucking facts he's the fish is gonna gnaw its way out right the girl gets up as soon as that's over and is like hey I feel so much better <laughs> like as if she just like took a huge shit or something. <laughs> 
And she's like, oh, thank God that fish is out of my system. She's totally fine. She, nothing, nothing. She's in the remainder of the movie, actually. So, great, greatest movies ever made, uh, the Piranha franchise. I fucking love them. They're terrible, but I love them so much. Uh, and Ving Rhames. Dude, the, the cast of the first one, 3D, is like... It's Hall of Fame worthy. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Fucking for a piranha reboot, Paul Shear. It what felt. What's that? I thought you said something. Oh no no no! I I just like it. It was crazy. Elizabeth Shue, Adam Scott, Jerry O'Connell, Ving Rhames, <laughs> Steve McQueen's grandson. It goes the list goes downhill from there. Oh, Christopher Lloyd's in it, <laughs> and he's literally playing Doc Brown. And it's directed by Alexander Aha or whatever, however you say it. I don't know Aja. Yeah, Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, that guy, that guy's career took a turn, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, he, he did High Tension, and then uh, <laughs> went on to Piranha Three D. He also did uh, Crawl, which was uh, nominated for... He did do Crawl, and Crawl was awesome. <laughs> this guy. I love it. High Tension was such a, such a like, thought-provoking, I guess you could say. like Kind of like a heady horror film. And everything else yeah. he did is remakes and dog shit. He wrote... Yeah, he did, what? He did the Hills Have Eyes remake, too. Right? Hills Have Eyes remake. Um, he did... Uh, let's see. He did that that movie with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, um, Mirrors. I think Mirrors. Yep, he did Mirrors. Um, he wrote the Maniac remake. Okay. He did Horns with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, Harry Potter. A couple others, man. I mean, he he kept working, but He's crawl. Solid. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. So, um. Anyway, back to this. So these two have sex underwater and then, you know, get killed by a piranha. <laughs> Dude, the gore in this movie is so fucking good. Like, I actually it's like good. this movie a lot. Like, when you see the uh, the bodies at, like, the morgue, it's good. And horrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a couple. The couple that's murdered underwater having sex. Uh, we don't hear anything from them because they don't have the uh, Aquaman uh, speech bubbles. You know, so they couldn't they couldn't speak underwater. Unlike three D and three double D, where people just have conversations underwater. <laughs> uh, and then we meet Lance Henriksen as Steve, uh, the youngest I think I've ever seen him, but still pretty old. I mean, right? yeah, looks looks. I'd say he looks age appropriate because I was like, man, maybe he's like super young here, and he just looks old. He's forty two, and I'm like, oh, how the fuck is that possible? But you know, good old Lance. Um, so this movie takes place at Club Elysium. Yes. Which is where the mother Anne works. Um, the son's name, I think, is Chris, right? Um, uh, I, that sounds right. Dude, you know what bothered me? The one thing that I had an issue with in this movie was the number of people on the in the cast. So this cast is huge, and there's so many characters that were introduced to at the beginning, so it was really hard to, like, weed through who would be relevant and who wouldn't be. And turns out most of them irrelevant. Most of them, yeah. There's people that they, like, focus in on at the beginning, and then they just only reappear at the end to die. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's really just Lance, his estranged wife, her new lover, and, and Chris, right? That that's that's basically it. Everything else, and but by the way, they introduce you to like six other characters that they're that they're right. like, hey, maybe this person will matter, and then they only show up at the end to rehash the joke you heard at the beginning, and then get eaten by a fish. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, Chris is not Lance's son, right? Chris is Lance's son. He, they are. Yes, he is his father. Yes, which which I thought like, maybe he was like a, a, a stepfather type deal. No, I think that's his dad. But which, which is whole, which is why it's weird at the beginning because they really fucking hammer home on like your dad's a piece of shit, and like Lance seems like a pretty stand up fucking guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I, that's that's I I I, I you know. I wouldn't be surprised with this movie, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we meet a bunch of characters, a 46-year-old pool boy uh, wears like a child-sized hat and shirt, (laughs) I guess, to prove that he's supposed to be youthful because there's a cougar that's in love with him and they're just just kind of an age-appropriate relationship. (laughs) Guy's so fucking old, it's unbelievable. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We also meet these dynamite dynamite fishers who is a it's a father and son duo who who love dynamite fishing. Gabby. I did I love Gabby. Dude, and it's broken up by Lance Henriksen who who comes in so hot and is like, I'm gonna fucking kill you and lock you up forever if you ever fucking which, do which, this again. Which by the way, which by the way, he should, because he comes in and they're just throwing dynamite, which I I, I get that's probably you most definitely need a permit for that, right? If you're going to be dynamite fishing. But then the guy throws dynamite at Lance Henriksen, who catches it with his bare hands and throws it into the water. Uh, I would immediately bring them in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a full stick of dynamite. <laughs> Fucking almost blows up Lance Henriksen. And then, by the way, as soon as that scene ends, he's like, all right, buddy, so you going to invite me to the fish fry or what? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, all right, guys, see you later. <laughs> just fucking drives away. Dude, it was so baffling. Like, he came in so angry. Like, he wanted to fucking murder this guy. And he gets dynamite thrown at him. And then, and then he completely changes his tone. And they're like best friends. <laughs> oh, my God. And then uh, we're introduced to another group who is uh, uh, this guy. The only way I could describe him is, like, <laughs> Mr. Feeney meets fucking Angus Young. Like, he's dressed. <laughs> He's got, he looks like Mr. Feeney, but he's dressed exactly like Angus Young on his boat. Um, and he has hired Chris to, I guess, work on the boat, which like his mom was like talking about it at the beginning and was like super concerned. It was like, I, I don't know who you're fucking hanging out with. Why are you hanging out with this grown man? And the guy's like, Chris is like, don't worry about it. As soon as you see this guy, you're worried about it. Like this guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is looking like. Angus Young. So good. Dude, a fucking 60-year-old man dressed up as a schoolboy. <laughs> the fuck is happening? Do not go on a boat with this man. Uh, luckily, he has a daughter, though, um, who's on the boat and is immediately like, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> like, there's no, like, I, to a point where you almost thought they knew each other because she's like, Oh God, thank God you're, you're here. <laughs> you're just like, Whoa, like they're 100% going to have sex, but like, you know, there's no, there's no patience for it with it with, uh, on this boat. <laughs> right. Oh man. So 
that's that's that. That's kind of like our core group of guys. You got Ann, you got Chris, you got Steve, who's Lance Hendrickson. Uh, that's really who we're talking about. And oh, and the daughter of Mr. Feeney is Allison, who again thought would have a bigger part. And she's around, but I don't even understand that storyline. I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> like, I don't either. Dude, randomly, they're like shipwrecked. Her, her Allison and Chris, and like they were in a perfectly good boat <laughs> earlier in the movie. That's, that's like a high class boat. Like there's <laughs> no, no need for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And we also uh, we meet Beverly and Leo, um, but they 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 will definitely get eaten quickly. But um, yeah, so that's it. Um, we learn about the spawning because Anne, what? What was your take on Anne at the beginning? And what did you think her position was in all of this? Anne is is Chris's mom. Yeah. No, I just want to make sure I was talking about the yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, I thought that was your <laughs> observation. I was like, yes, that's we've gone over that. No, yeah, no, Anne I- is Chris's mom. <laughs> Anne is Chris's mom. Yes, that's correct. Um, so I don't even know if I if I understand what her role is. After watching, because she, she, I'm pretty sure she's a swimming instructor, right? Like that—that's her sole job. And I only—I only say that because, like, in the next scene, Lance Hendrickson's like, "Well, what are you doing? Taking him the drowning lessons?" And I, I laugh so hard at that because it's such like a stupid old dad joke. Yeah. Um, but like, I—I I, I think she's just a swimming instructor, but also somehow has access to like all of the morgue and autopsy notes and like everything, that, <laughs> everything that should be classified in the entire city. It, it blew my mind. So, I, and I don't know where I got this assumption, but I think it was just cause they were like living in a lavish, they're living in a hotel, right? They, that's a fact. Something like that. Yeah. No, they definitely did because the boy at Chris was like, why do we have to live here? And she's like, cause we get room service. You know what I mean? So I was like, Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So you live in a hotel. So I assumed that she was like entertainment, right? Which I guess she kind of is, but it turns out she's just a fucking scuba instructor. But she's also like in these meetings with like the head of Elysium, the club, and like kind of makes all these. She's kind of just like this bizarre character that I was like, wait. And then later on becomes the biggest expert in everything. (laughs) It's fucking nutty. It's fucking nutty. She she becomes an expert in absolutely uh, everything in this movie. Yeah, but but really, her sole job is just giving swimming and diving lessons. Scuba and instructor, yeah. Like one of her students will get killed, and she's just like on the case. <laughs> she immediately becomes a detective and a zoologist. Fucking <laughs> taking pictures of fish and being like, I know what this fish is. And what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? The bite marks on this fish matched up perfectly. Dude, Lance is like, what was it? And she's like, it wasn't a barracuda. It wasn't that. How the fuck would you fucking know that? Dude Lance, dude, Lance is like made to be like viewed as unreasonable at first, you know? Yes. And like, yep. he is well within his rights to be like, why are you fucking breaking into the morgue? And why are you investigating this? Like. I was, this is a please matter. I had the same note, and I debated whether I, I bring it up or whether it was like uh, made sense to even bring up. But, dude, Lance is w- the most logical person in this movie, but is 100% made out to be like nutty. 
But everything he does, he's like, will you please stay the fuck out of the way? Because everywhere you go, people die. <laughs> and she's like, what? And it's fucking true, though. Like, her students are dying all around her. She would 100% be like, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Dude, there's a point. Like, like you're, you hit the, the nail head on. Like... Lance was, was supposed to be made as, like, the nutty one who, at the end, is, like, his redemption story, right? Like, he he, <laughs> he ditches his helicopter, and, like, he's, like, the sa- he's like the savior, right? So it's, like, a redemption story. But he is very reasonable the whole time. There's even one scene where he's, like, hey, uh, how do you think it looks that everyone that you've been instructing is dying, and then you're going into the morgue and, like, tampering with evidence? Yeah. And, like... Yeah, that makes total sense. Like, fucking, what are you doing? That's insane. It's absolutely crazy. There's there's another thing he he mentions, too, where I was like, that is that is logical. He, oh, fuck. I, I, hopefully I have a note about it. But he, he does say one other thing to her where he's like, what? what, what can you please just not do this? Because <laughs> you are going to go to jail, like, for neglect. <laughs> like, <laughs> please just stop doing yeah. this. Oh, man. Um, also, there's a great insult in this movie, which I just love. I love when people use the word asshole. But when one guy randomly goes, did you go to asshole school or something? <laughs> 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 would you go to asshole school or something? Uh, and that guy's he's talking to just some other like blowhard, right? It's yeah. Not like a main character. <laughs> oh, wait, because that guy's like like making cat calls, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, that's actually really funny. <laughs> he that he yells he tells that guy would you go to asshole school or something because he was cat calling and uh that he immediately approaches Anne and is like hey i'd love to go do dive on the first date baby <laughs> <laughs> immediately just walks up and cat calls her in private basically but um so we learn about the spawning because Anne Anne is uh planning something for alicia or yeah it's club elysium She's planning something for it. And we learn about the spawning, which is uh, just, you know, murdering fish on the beach as they come to lay eggs. Um, so they'll be extinct pretty soon. Um, but that's fine. We go to uh, another boat. Oh, my God. These are. Oh, my God. I forgot about these characters. These were my. T- this was the most. Oh, man, I wish we could, like, have a, a list of the most egregious n- nude scenes in movies. Because this this really tops it. It is a boat with two women on it, <laughs> but fucking naked. Which hey, maybe they can explain it. She's writing a book, but naked, and the other girl's just her friend hanging out, but naked. <laughs> she's just writing a book naked and reading it to her friend, being like, "Does this sound good?" So. So Tina, I was watching this upstairs. Usually I watch the movies with Tina, but just the scheduling, uh, it didn't work. So I was watching it upstairs, and Tina came up to ask me something right when the scene was happening. And she just, like, stopped and stared, and she's like, really? <laughs> That's what they're doing? <laughs> Makes no fucking sense whatsoever. It was the best. They're just fucking naked. And my other favorite thing was this woman is writing, supposed to be writing a book, like a novel. And she is using, like, the biggest most giant artist sketchbook I've ever seen. And like using like, like as if she's like writing like the, the the fucking declaration of independence. And it's 
like, what could you be writing? She's handwriting on this giant notepad. It's literally the size of her. It's one of the most wild things I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, they're just naked, man. Just hanging out. Um, and then, then like, dude, there's so many scenes that like really, boy, it's so funny what they did with this movie. There's like a good movie underneath the surface of this. I feel like I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's probably a credit to James Cameron who yeah. in that, that other podcast that um, I'm already drawing a blank on uh, blockbuster. Like they even said like Lance Henderson didn't even have a security guards uniform because they couldn't like nobody budgeted costumes so james actually found like a legitimate security guard on whatever country they were filming and then he was like hey i'll give you like a couple hundred dollars and buy you a meal if you let us use your uniform that's amazing so, like looked m- more realistic so I, I think i think the underlying goodness is a credit to james cameron i i agree with that and i i feel like the i i feel boy because I, I there's like this good movie underneath it i i, I think the piranhas are fine i think the flying yeah. is the flying's a little silly. The flying, <laughs> the flying's a little silly. But hey, in three double D, uh, they start walking at the end. So you know which one's <laughs> sillier? Which one's fucking sillier? I don't know. Um, but I, I, I think um, it's it's just weird the moments where they added the like the schlock of like. Piranha 3D, right? Where Piranha, Piranha 3D knew exactly what it was. It was silly. It was funny. They like, you know, a, egregious nudity and just like random shit happening, right? But it makes sense. And it feels like that was and like a bunch of characters, like, right? Uh, like a million zany characters that you just laugh at and then they die and it's fine. It felt like they like crammed that into a good movie here where like these women on the boat, like the chef, the, the simp chef, who, 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 like, what a random side story that goes nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. He brings them food and they leave. Like, dude, we had to sit through, like, two five-minute scenes about this chef that they, like, flirt with to get booze. And then he's like, okay, I'll bring it. And then, like, three scenes later that we get the payoff, which is nothing. The guy tries to jump in a boat and <laughs> falls in the water and then they leave. And that's... It's fucking rap. That's the end of that side story. So it's like these zany characters that don't pan out. And when they do, it's from the beginning of the movie to the end, right? Yeah, it was like almost too ambitious. Very <laughs> ambitious. You should have either gone silly or gone like the original Piranha route, which I right. felt like was a little more serious which they try to incorporate in shortly so people start you know people start dying and then somehow what's her name Anne? yeah she's there's one point where she's telling people about the army you know mutating piranhas which how did she get that information dude i love that they brought it back though i love that well i mean yeah it's insane i I do i do love that they brought it back they tied it in but they tied Why it does in. she, of all people, know that? Yeah, yeah she's also, the only one. What is Lance one. doing? Lance is the one that should have all this information. She's the only one that knows, and she's curated it after taking photos of, like, piranha marks on a body. And then she's like, <laughs> I'll tell you what this is. Hey, <laughs> remember that one time in fucking Texas? Uh, the epitome of Mangle She tells the entire story of the first one. But, like, kind of acts like she doesn't know. Like, she's like, <laughs> well, I think... 
if I know correctly, uh, a scientist, uh, you know, he leaked them into the lake by accident. There were two people involved. <laughs> and she like literally, but she's like, I don't know. Just something I heard. But like it tells the entire, the entire plot of the first movie, like perfectly. Like she, she specifically mentions that they were accidentally leaked into the lake. <laughs> the one th- piece of the information she doesn't have is that she's like, yeah, but those are freshwater fish, which as we learned, they're both baby. <laughs> what a callback. <laughs> I love this franchise. It's better than fucking Jaws. I'm sorry. I'll put these four Piranha movies up against the first four Jaw movies any day. Uh, no. <laughs> I just it's had a blast. Ridiculous. I just had a blast. I had a blast. Anyway. Um, uh, Anne is being pursued by this guy, Tyler, who is the most pestering piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, turns out it's kind of an act, right? Which right. might be more sleazy because he does sleep with her. <laughs> and then immediately gets on the phone and is like, yeah, boss, don't worry. <laughs> like, oh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and and, in, uh, this guy, what's his name? I forgot. Tyler, they break into the morgue to take photos of the destroyed bodies. Cause they, the figure they're going to figure out how the fuck this happened. Um, they're chased away by a nurse and we get our first like real flying fish moment. Um, which is a fish springs out of the stomach, a stomach, a stomach, of the corpse and attacks the nurse and then flies out a window. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect escape. Like it was just so funny. Cause like the, obviously somebody brought the corpse in there. Like what was the fish fucking waiting for? <laughs> um, did you, did, do you know a little bit about the history of this flying fish in the stomach? I do not. James Cameron, who was a special effects guy, uh, developed this, uh, um, effect for the the fish to spring out of the stomach um and later would use the exact same mechanism Uh, to create the face hugger very good there you go without without prana we'd have no aliens how about that (laughs) also how insane terminator came out in 84 prana 2 came out in 82 how do you go from from this to that and see, in two years, like that's why I think that I, that that's why I don't think he was like booted from this movie. I feel like he yeah. finished it, and I feel like people were probably like, "Wow, what a fucking nightmare!" You know what I mean? Like you had to deal with dog shit, and you created like something like a watchable movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like if you're in Hollywood and you see a young director first time create this. With that nightmare producer, you're probably like, hey, this guy is, might have something. You know what I mean? Like, because he's, he's got something. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. Dude, I'm with the, you. filming underwater scenes cannot be easy. Right. Especially as a, a, a first timer, right? And as we learned from D'Amato and fucking idiot Bruno Maddie, who can't fucking, <laughs> can't fucking film anything underwater, they just steal other people's shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like they they yeah. couldn't figure out how to film underwater, and this fucking guy uh, does it. And like, 
a lot of underwater scenes. A lot. Like a shitload. Yeah. So, I yeah, don't know. You're right. You're right. It, I'm, it was definitely him the entire time. And, I, I, and I Wiles would like the studio give him a chance. Like, they were probably like, this, this is probably just like one of those things where it's like, you know, you're going to fucking fail. And if you don't and we make money, then you're golden for life. Yeah. And if you do, then it was expected, you know? And, and honestly, it might have been the studios that were even like, you know, like they were like, you did great, but like, do not. we're not saying this is your movie. You know what I mean? Like they might've been like, hurt them. Yeah. yeah, Like, Hey, we're going to put you on for this movie. Fucking Terminator. Like don't, that movie is not yours. (laughs) Just tell them. Deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're trying to make a fucking blockbuster now and we think you can do it, but like (laughs) fucking forget fucking piranha too. (laughs) I'm totally on board with that theory. Like this will hurt all of our revenue. If somebody sees this and be like, this guy's a fucking hack. Dude, think about every critic, right? Like that would love to poke holes in a movie, like before they even see it, and be like, "Hey, the yeah. fucking director of Piranha 2. You are, yeah, you're dead on. So, anyway, uh, Anne is now in full blown detective zoologist mode. She, you know, this because she starts wearing glasses suddenly and <laughs> fucking <laughs> telling us about fish that no one knows about. I do have a note here that Henriksen is acting his balls off because. He walks in on Anne, um, fucking Tyler, which like they're estranged, but this they're they're estranged, but like you're right, Lance acts his balls off in the scene because like he tries to keep it professional and then also is showing that he's like super hurt that he just caught his estranged wife with somebody. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you can see it in his eyes. Like, like he's so like offended. And he is like, like you said, he's like trying to keep it like above, like, like on the level. Right. And he's just like, lock your fucking door and don't stop going to fucking crime scenes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, that's exactly what he says. And dude, he ends it with like, next time, make sure your door is locked. Like just throwing in that jab, that jab there. But like, yeah. yeah, man, he's such a good actor. Like the way that he portrays it and just in his face, like he had no business acting that hard. In this <laughs> no, he really did. And I'm going to be honest. Anne's a good actress too. And yeah. Tyler, iffy, Chris fucking sucks. I hate his fucking face. <laughs> and I hate that he had sex with so many beautiful women. It pisses me off. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. It's neither here nor there. Anyway. And then that's when we learn uh, Tyler is a fucking fed. Yes. I think. I actually don't know what Tyler is. But he, he knows all about the fucking piranha. <laughs> Because he seems like just a tourist, right? But he's, you know, something else. He's on the phone with somebody and is just like, yeah, I'm on it. But then there's like also like, Anne, I can't tell you what I do. And then Anne's like, well, fuck you. Oh, no, no, he's not. a No, 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 no. Wait, he's not a fed. He's he's a fucking scientist who's like. Oh, yeah. Trying to create like super. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a biochemist. Yeah. And then he's he drops this knowledge that they they dropped a fucking it's like sacks of eggs into the the, sh- the shipwreck. He's like, he, he's talking to Anne. And he's like, listen, I don't know anything about these fucking piranhas. Because she's like, you knew the whole time. He's like, I don't know anything. I just know that they dropped a bunch of egg sacks. In, in, <laughs> and she's like, so you did know. He's like, I had no idea. <laughs> Wait, what? Literally 
knew the entire plot. Like <laughs> the most crucial piece of information. <laughs> oh man. And we, we also of course still have uh, our typical Jaws uh, mayor character in this, who is the uh, president of the Elysium club who refuses to shut down any water activity. I, I actually love that part. Cause like, you know they just had this cramp. Like we need a pair of jaws in here, some here, somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'm the first one. You have to put it in here. You there is no it. need. There is no need for any of that to be happening. <laughs> that character does not need to exist. No, that character is no. totally useless. Uh, but that's fine. Um, Hendrickson is now a helicopter pilot, which is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the big break comes because his fisherman friend. Uh, has caught a cannibalized piranha where the piranha had been eating each other. They started eating each other and, and the fisherman was able to capture one. So now Lance, who was a, a piranha denier, if you will, is now fully on board and is like, holy shit, there, there, there's piranhas. Yeah. Right. And the piranhas are now just flying around like fucking birds, which, <laughs> which is fucking nuts. They're literally flying around the fisherman's house like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking bats and uh the fisherman's son is the next one to get it uh he he fucking dies he gets he gets got by these uh things and a traumatic event for the uh the the elder fisherman who i i don't know if i have his name anywhere it's gabby oh it is gabby okay yeah um so uh, poor gabby kid kid dies um and then we get the scene where, where, like, Chris and that fucking girl uh, are making out in a waterfall and her breasts are hanging out under her shirt. Wait, didn't that happen to, like, Brooke Shields? Like, didn't Brooke Shields do something like that? Like, wasn't uh, she, like, underage and, like, or she had, I, I don't know. Something. Oh, Blue Lagoon? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't, uh, I don't remember the story. I got that fucking vibe from this scene where I was like, ugh. Like, Dude, people paid this. Blue Lagoon, people, fucking adults went and saw that. Like, that's the, the weirdest thing to me. Right? Like, that's that fucking. I'm looking up the movie right now because she was 16 in it, right? Dude, there are very young teenagers who are like shipwrecked and they just bang. Like, that, that's like the plot of the movie. Like, they fall in love and like <laughs> form a romantic relationship. This is fucking insane. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm trying to find. There's not even like a controversy section in Wikipedia, which is what I go for, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I look for. Um, yeah, dude, that's fucking bizarre. That's fucking bizarre. Well, that's like the vibe I got from this, right? Like, it's like, it's just like they're made to be so young. They're just made to be so young. And even the kid Chris looks young in this. And it probably is, you know? Uh, I think I actually looked him up. I think he was in his 20s. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, sorry, I'm just, I'm still reading about Blue Lagoon. Okay. Um, all right. So we get that scene, right? Um, Lance Hendrickson, he's still in a helicopter. He's looking for his son. Um Meanwhile, the fisherman is making homemade explosives after finding his dead son, which we assume will be to kill the fish. Uh, but it's very odd because he's just it's just more dynamite. Right. 
And for some reason, Tyler, the fucking weird scientist, walks in on the fisherman. And I don't even know what the exchange is, but why is he there? And he's like, oh, God. It's so fucking bizarre. Um, and then it turns into fucking back at the island, back at Club Elysium, it turns into weasel stomping day on the beach where there's just hundreds of people with fucking clubs. <laughs> and it's a club fish. <laughs> to a club. Stupid. To club fish that are coming to lay eggs with their fucking torches. They literally have torches, like fucking like Frankenstein. <laughs> they literally, literally have torches, like a fucking mob. Unbelievable, chanting at the fish. Chanting, we want fish. Wait, is that what they say? Is it? I, I wrote down exactly what they say, but I can't. I can't find find it. Um. Oh yeah, they do. That's what they're chanting. We want fish as they walk towards the water. We 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 want fish. <laughs> Go to the fucking store. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? We want fish. Oh my god. Um and it's hundreds of people. It's all of Club Elysium out there. And we get all of our callbacks now. We get the horny cougar and her age-appropriate lifeguard crush. Uh, that comes back to play now because you know that's fucking yeah because he he he's with a he's with somebody who's way younger than him yeah and uh, like she made a brief appearance at the beginning also to like you know no one gives a fuck like what the f- who, who the fuck cares <laughs> why are you bringing this back now we haven't seen them the entire movie uh, we get the two dorky lovers who also reappear I don't even think they die they're just like doing weird shit. It's like supposed to be a laugh riot, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then we, oh, there's a scene and I don't know who it is, but there's like a skeleton in the water being dragged away by piranhas. Do you? Yeah, I, I don't know who that was. I, I think it was supposed to be like a character we had seen earlier, but it was like one of the sickest scenes. It was so fucking great. I loved the, the faces of people's fucking skin ripped off of them. <laughs> like it was unbelievable what they did in this. Well, the people are waiting for their fish. Um, I, I mean, they're not waiting. They're standing there screaming at <laughs> the fish. So they're not exactly like patiently waiting for them. <laughs> Dude, can you, I mean, just, just take a second to think about that. Like, could you imagine just being at any body of water and seeing a mob of people yelling, we want fish marching towards the water? I did. I'd, I'd call the police so fucking fast. <laughs> you would have. You, you would have to, right? Like, <laughs> These people are sick. There's some fucking insane. There's something amiss here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, these people, uh, you know, they get theirs because the fish do come, but it is the fucking piranha. Um. And, and this is the fucking best. There's just piranha flying, eating everyone, dude. It's a massacre. It's an absolute massacre. And honestly, I, a good scene. Honestly, a good scene. Loved it. I thought it was fucking amazing. Flying around, just chopping people to death. It's gruesome. It's there's so much gore in this. It's crazy. On a level of gore, like way more than things that we saw. Like like that we've done. Yeah. You know. Agreed fucking wild um <laughs> uh, yeah that's fucking great anyway um the poor fisherman um he he uh he's so great but he he gets it pretty gruesomely 
Um, he gets attacked like viciously. And his plan was to plant the, I think he was going to go to, oh, he was making the bomb to drop off at the shipwreck, right? Because he's like, that's that's their home. I'm going to blow it the fuck up. And everyone, Anne and Tyler are like, what are you, you can't fucking do that. That's fucking nuts. He dies, and then they immediately take his bomb and his plan, and they're like, let's go do, let's go do that fucking plan. <laughs> Great idea. All right. Cool. <laughs> fucking dickheads. Um, also, Gabby didn't need to die like that. They're all watching him from a door. Oh, everyone's Just inside. Kind of- everyone's inside, and Gabby's out there by himself without his fucking bomb. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, also during all of this, Chris and this girl from the boat, they're just on a fucking rowboat, like just fucking swimming around. It's fucking nuts. Which, why would the piranhas not attack them? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, cause they're flying, right? <laughs> the piranhas are flying onto land. Why wouldn't they just fly up and, and pick this guy apart? <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, they go to they plant the dynamite in the shipwreck. Uh, Lance saves the kids. <laughs> Lance is in a helicopter, and his kids are on a sinking a sinking ship. <laughs> Dude, and also the fact that they had the, this in the budget because I mean, Lance is in a real helicopter. Yeah, this is the most He's illogical just... thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, helicopters can like that's the point of helicopters; they can hover, right? So he could like bring it. Pretty much yeah. to the top of the water and just kind of, you know, I'm pre- that, they're not like incapacitated. They could just, you know, pull themselves up or I'm, hold on to something. I, Lance jumps out of the fucking helicopter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every like lost at sea rescue has been done via helicopter, right? Yeah, helicopter. I, I don't. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> you lower the ladder you because you can bring it down low and everyone's good. <laughs> They climb up. That, that's 100% correct. Lance has this opportunity to do that for his son and this poor girl. And instead, he fucking sends the helicopter into the fucking ocean, exploding it. <laughs> Jumping out. And then also somehow finding a perfectly good ship that he can navigate. That was the weirder part. Like, what boat was he at? Whatever. It doesn't matter. And why were the, why, why was the sun not swimming towards it? Why, why were they, like, hanging out in the shipwrecked one? <laughs> the one that was sinking? And then they're like, <laughs> Lance jumps out right next <laughs> to him. There's one swimming distance away. I think it's just take. <laughs> <laughs> Most That's insane. So funny, actually. <laughs> like, even, even if you think about it, all Lance had to do was, like, Yell like scream to them and be like, Dude, give them the, the other give boat, them the go to the other fucking boat. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Everything's right there. None of that needs to happen. Ruining a fucking perfect. That would cripple like the, their economy. <laughs> Small town. They have one helicopter. They probably spent a fortune on it. <laughs> God, well, <laughs> these people who, <laughs> uh, Anne and Tyler are in the shipwreck trying to plant this bomb. They've been underwater for a fucking hour, it seems like, trying to plant this fucking bomb in the shipwreck. 
and then and then have three minutes to escape. So I was like, oh, these people are dead. These people are fucking goners. They're they're fucking done. Um, they're literally in the wreck with seconds left. Right. Um, as they're escaping, Tyler gets got. He he gets bit by the the piranha, but that that kind of allows Anne to escape. Um, and she manages to kind of get <laughs> to get out. Dude, I actually love this scene. Cause like, oh man, I actually like this scene a lot. Although the only thing was that she held her breath for like fourteen minutes in this, but that that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, she escapes the shipwreck, um, but the bomb is like about to go off. They're seconds away. Lance, who, you know, knows what time it's going to go off, is like, she's not here. He starts driving away. She can see the boat going away. She grabs onto the fucking anchor. The anchor. And that's what gets her away from the shipwreck as it blows up. Yeah, it was good. Tyler go Ann. Yeah, let's go Ann. Uh, even though you had no air that entire scene and you were you 100% drowned. But that, <laughs> that's... Sorry about it. You're dead, Anne. Um, but she she's not. She's not. Because, you know, we get a scene where everyone's kind of like, oh, she's dead for sure. Um, and then they see her. And they reunite at the end. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We assume the fish are dead, but we don't know. Yeah, I think the fish are dead. But uh, honestly, it's not as terrible as it probably should have been. It should have been one of the worst movies <laughs> like ever made. Um, strong cast, Lance, you know, leading the charge there, and whoever played Anne, let's give her her fucking, give her her roses. <laughs> right? What? Um, what's the name of this product? Too? This spawning. Who played Anne? Anne was played by Trisha, Trisha O'Neill. She was gorgeous. Um, what would she do? Anything? She was in Titanic. Come on, bro. You're gonna tell me fucking James Cameron didn't direct this movie? He put her in fucking Titanic. <laughs> what the fuck was she in Titanic? I'm sure it wasn't a big part, dude. What if she's the old lady? The Sean, she's not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is only ten years after. No, she's like a fucking. Uh, she's like a. She's probably somebody on the boat, right? Yeah, she's just a lady on the boat. Good <laughs> old lady. I thought she was. <laughs> I thought she was a fucking babe in this movie, man. Um. Yeah, and that that's Piranha Two. That's Piranha Two. So um, we have Aquanoids next week. Supposedly. Is Paul supposed to be joining us? Paul's supposed to be joining us. I don't think that's fucking possible. But Paul, we told him we were going to do it this week. And he was like, well, you fucking idiots. I have my third honeymoon. And I was like, what? all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we pushed it off a week. And now I'm thinking, like, is he even going to be back? Or, you know, like, who the fuck knows? And even if he is back, is he going to do it? Who the fuck knows? Did nobody loves that movie more than Paul? I mean, uh, I, except apparently Paul's brother, because you brought it up at Paul's wedding that we went to last weekend, and Paul's brother was like, "Oh my god, Aquanoids? Are you kidding me?" There's only two people that know about that movie, <laughs> I, and and Paul's brother uh, has probably seen like four horror movies. In this. 
I'm telling you, man. Like from 2000, the end of 2003 to 2004, that movie was watched in like my dorm room dozens of times by Paul, who also didn't live in my my room. He would just come over and put the movie on. So that's my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite. He should thing. be there. He he has to join us, even if it's just for a minute. He's got to just for a minute, so I can ask him about how he fucking farted at his own wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're just walking around asking people if they heard it, and I was like, oh, oh. "No one heard it. Stop admitting to it." Like only good Joe Joe's for clarification Joe was a groomsman he was like three people away so of course he heard it but like I was while he's walking <laughs> <laughs> his wife's walking down the aisle dude fucking rips out his ass but I was in the I was like two rows insane. away I was two rows away I couldn't hear it and he was just asking everyone if they heard him fart like the most insane thing I've ever heard I mean, besides all the jokes he was cracking about everyone while while he was there, which was fucking wild. Yeah, he's out of control. He's got to be stopped. <laughs> he really does. He it's so crazy how he plays this like new good Paul, and like then you get around him, and he just is immediately. <laughs> and it's not like he's you hiding know, it from his arguably wife. Arguably worse. Yeah, uh, way worse. worse. Way worse. And he's not hiding it from his wife because she's usually in his presence while this is happening. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> he like refuses to do it via like text and internet, which honestly probably smart, but like <laughs> it's just weird. Like in text, he'll be like, "You guys are fucking out of control. You guys are disgusting." <laughs> and then <It's> so rude. <laughs> and then in person, immediately just fucking farts at the fucking at his wedding. At the fucking <laughs> kidding me right now. Oh man. Um <laughs> That's it for this episode, guys. Um thank you so much for listening. Uh Aquanoids next week. Um and uh I hate horror.com to get your tickets and make sure you follow us at Instagram at I hate horror. We're running that uh that prize pack. Uh our our social media manager Reagan is running it. Thank God bless her, she's great deals with my bullshit and not answering her ever um so um go follow us on instagram at i hate horror and uh join in on that uh that little giveaway that she's running um and what else do we have uh patreon.com slash i hate horror for all of our bonus episodes and the, if you're a mingle expert you get access to all the live shows that we do now and the watch along so um, and that's that's it, I think. Twitter.com slash I hate horror show, which I don't use. So, um, yeah. Joe, where can they find you? Um, Instagram, Boognish1985. All right. Um, do you have anything else? That's it. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Joe, uh, as always, for doing this show. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I die, I die, sir. Movies all fucking day. I wanna play. I'm gonna watch what I'm not supposed to watch. Fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster. Butchering, 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 butchering.